0: In the name of the one holy and undivided trinity, amen. Please be seated. So this morning, the church, we recognize All Saints Day. The feast of all saints is a day that we remember the great cloud of witnesses that have come before us. And we also, at the same time, recognize those who will come after us. In the years since my mom and dad have passed, this, what we Episcopalians refer to as a principal feast day, has come to take special meaning with me. It is a day in which we can slow down and remember not only those who have gone before us, but those who have formed and shaped us. As a child, I was a huge fan of superhero comics, in movies, movies like the Star Wars saga. And in recent years, there have been reboots or new movies, completing prequel and sequel trilogies, the Marvel and DC comics and their multiverse movies as they create a series of movies that tell stories of falls and redemptions and explain relationships that many of us up reading about in comics or speculating about because, well, there just were no literary resources to explain the backstories to us. One trend that has been prevalent throughout these movies has been the desire to go back and tell the origin story of many of the characters that we have been introduced to over the years. I truly think that the person who decided to begin this trend must have been a southerner because we all know the who's your people game. This is southern, it's a southern pastime. That age-old activity of, are you related to the Smiths of Jacksonville? Well, they are my fourth cousin three times removed on my daddy's side. It's like a really intense six degrees of Kevin Bacon game. Why do we do this? Why do we seek out our distant relatives or connections to people when we are visiting somewhere? Why do we want to know where we come from and how did we get there? Why is our origin story so important to us? In our reading from Revelation this morning, we hear what, is, what actually is what Jesus accomplished on the cross we get a clearer understanding of how Jesus deals with our sin. The study of how this happens is called atonement theology. You know, we like big words in the Episcopal Church. And throughout history, the church leaders have come up with various names and thoughts as to how atonement was achieved. The main three theories to evolve from our church fathers were substitutionary, Christ, the victor in moral influence? Was Jesus a substitution for us? Did God need someone to suffer? Did God send Jesus to help us conquer sin, or is Jesus just so inspiring that he inspires us to live like he did? These are briefly the basic questions that atonement theology seeks to answer, but why? Is it important for us to figure out how it works? In the early days of the church, atonement theology was more about being relative in comparison to the competing religions as the church was in its infancy. I imagine that each of these thoughts and theories might all have a little insight into what God is trying to accomplish. But I think it is our reading from Revelation this morning that is maybe getting down to the main thing, That is, that Jesus becomes our great high priest. And it is in his sacrifice, in his suffering and death, that he is an offering up to God of himself, and that he deals with sin by restoring the relationship between God and man. Man has sought relationship through high priests, offering burnt animal sacrifices in the temple, But now because of what Jesus did, who he is, God will now tabernacle with his people. God will now make his home in the midst of his people and in their hearts. Man's relationship with God will return to a state very much like what he experienced in the Garden of Eden. When people often read Revelation and the stories of the Seven headed dragons and the four horsemen and the perils of the sea. They're trying to use it as a sort of prognostication or predicting device. When will the world end? When will Jesus return? Are all the calamities that we are experiencing predictors of some major destructive event? I would challenge you, though, to read it as a love story. To hear our reading this morning not as the end of the world but as the beginning of a relationship with Jesus and with God that is a return to the original love in which God created man and the earth over the past year and a half during the this time of pandemic we were forced to a reclusive state of living spending much more time in our homes and curtailing our traveling and activities we watched our environment, our planet, experience a sort of healing of itself. Forests began to grow back, air quality improved, various animal populations experienced growth. Our planet began to return to what it once was. But I think that is important, because as we remember those who have gone before us this morning, I think it is essential for us to recognize that Heaven is not some far off place in the clouds or among the cosmos. Jesus instructs us to pray for the kingdom to come. The kingdom will come here to earth. This is why it is so essential for us to be good stewards of this island planet we call home. We get glimpses of what heaven will be like. We see it in baptism. We see it in the Eucharist and all the sacraments. I like to think of the sacraments as those thin places where heaven and earth touch. Heaven and the Kingdom of God is all around us if we would only open our eyes and our hearts and our minds to the love and relationship that God seeks with all of His creation. I have often Heard a friend of mine say, All good parties are foretaste of heaven. I've yet to find a better description for what I hope and earnestly believe that being in the presence of God will be like. This is the beauty of the story of Genesis. God created everything, and he called it good. This is why I think we are so interested in our origin stories. They tell us how we got to where we are and that there is hope in knowing that wherever we find ourselves, and that whatever problems we are going through, that we will find our way back to our beginning. We will find our way back to that state of original blessing in which God created us. We will find our way back to the presence of God no matter how far we sometimes stray. All Saints Day is our origin story, as we seek to remember all those who came before and influenced who we are today. All Saints Day reminds us of where we come from, while at the same time informing us of where we are going. Like the movie franchises of today that seek to tell us the backstory of the characters we have come to love all saints, is our own personal backstory. And at the same time, a day in the church in which God seeks to remind us of his love by showing us what he has done. The story of the book of Revelation is that Christ returns, not to deal with sin, he's already done that, but to save those who eagerly wait on him. He saves the world through his presence in it. Amen.